Welcome to the 77th episode of the Game 4 Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about our bad experiences in tabletop gaming and how we dealt with them. I'm Adam. And I'm Matt. And this is the Game 4 Podcast. Game 4 is a platform to help connect tabletop gamers and to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. Matt and I are part of a software development design company called MilkCan, and because most of the folks at MilkCan love tabletop games, we developed the Game 4 app and launched it in early 2018. We launched this companion podcast in June 2019 to help tabletop gamers get more enjoyment out of their hobby. Due to the COVID-19 global pandemic, we hibernated the Game 4 app in July of 2020 and plan to bring back a retooled version of the app for Android, iOS, and the web when gaming in person is safer. Until then, we'll keep bringing you this podcast to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. Yes. Indeed. Yes, yes, yes. Our update today is that we have new devs starting in June. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Soon. Dev is uh, short for developer, for those oh, yes. who don't know. And developer means programmer. And programmer I talk about developers, code. my mom is always like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Like programmers. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. When did that happen? When did they all of a sudden decide that it was no longer programmers but developers? In the 90s? Not even before that. I, I wonder if it's like when they went from like the like women dominated to males and they wanted to be like the engineers. And mm, yeah, it could be. I could see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who um, knows? So other than uh, developing mm-hmm. or programming or developing programming, programming development, mm-hmm. um, what have you been doing? As far as hobby is concerned. Yes. Uh, so not a lot of hobby because I was gone for five days in Tampa. Right. Which was my, in Florida. Yeah. For my brother's wedding, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. I did order and I, I, I already got them and uh, organized them. Uh, the expansions for the Return of Dark Tower. Um, so that includes the Alliances expansion, which gives a few more characters and another like game mode to track and and mm-hmm. uh new skulls that are like different they do different things um and then basically a one that converts all the cardboard um characters into um actual 3d minis oh that's cool so yeah so um and then return to dark tower is of course from restoration, restoration games mm-hmm. and it's a kind of a redo of the 80s 80s dark tower dark game. tower game yep. which was kind of like a slightly vaguely electronic sort of tower in the middle yeah have you had any more problems with it not wanting to talk no, to your bluetooth it's, it's phenomenal now and yeah. when i was at pax i walked past some people who were fil- who were were built were putting it together and like we're getting it all set up mm-hmm. and stuff and whatnot and they were having the same problem because like one of the guys i even have it on i was like shooting footage just like b-roll oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. and one of them's like well i think you got to reboot the app and he's like or maybe just the whole phone but it's a thing it's like it's connected but it's not connected quite you know mm-hmm. and i was just like i was thinking to myself yep no i've heard about that yep oh bluetooth is weird you know everyone's yeah, but- like every 15th time I get in my car, my car is just like, yeah, we're not talking to your phone. Right. You're going right. to have to drive inside. And you're like, is it my phone's Bluetooth or is it that Bluetooth? Right, exactly. You're exactly. Like, and now I'm going to pull over and try to fiddle with it so I'm not driving right, in silence. You can't drive and fiddle with your Bluetooth. No, you should not do that. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, but yeah, I didn't buy the expansions originally because I was like, well, I don't know if I want to spend that much money and Makes I sense. might not like the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now I really like the game. So now I'm buying it. So I'll probably paid a little bit more, but not too bad. Okay, yeah. 
we were talking earlier about how there's a lot of we're seeing Kickstarters that were like launched before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and now the retail version of it is getting out, and it's way more expensive because the everything got yeah. more expensive over the pandemic as far as shipping, global, Absolutely. you know, shipping, yeah, shenanigans, all yeah, that it's, jazz. We saw, yeah, we saw a copy at our uh, local game store, and it was nearly twice as much as what I paid. Yeah, but, yeah. I yeah, I'm know. thinking about the double aces box for for Car Wars from Steve Jackson Games, and how much I paid for it on Kill Team or Kill Team Kickstarter. How much I paid for it on Kickstarter, which I don't believe was more than 150 bucks, and now it sells for 375, like wow. retail. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, they're trying to I think make their money back. Um, it's just shipping containers all of a sudden became five to six more. Five to six yeah. per, times more expensive. You and know? materials, yeah, everything. Materials changes. as well, but it's really the shipping thing, mm. especially early on. So, yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, so uh, that, and then um, next week I am traveling to that conference, uh, which is a tech conference we've probably talked about a few times on the mm-hmm. show that we mm-hmm. go to, or I go to every year in the Dells, yeah. um, that has a game night that I've been running for quite a few years now. Yeah. Uh, but they've got their first one in Austin, Texas this year. Um, so they'll have one in Austin and one in Wisconsin mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, so I'm getting ready to do game night down there. Uh, we weren't able to find a local game store that was willing to loan us a uh, game library. So I'm bringing mine and uh, friends games uh, on the airplane with me. So not a huge, not uh, a huge library, library for this but first it's also year, a, but a smaller yeah. event to some degree because it's yeah, the it's, first year. Yep. First year after a major pandemic. Yeah. 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 So, but I yeah. am, I'm a little surprised. I mean, well, there must be tabletop gaming stores in the Austin. Oh yeah, area, there were. were just, but they like, just weren't. Nobody responded, yeah, no. and so I don't know if they're just like I don't know who you are. And yeah, I suppose. Well, but, maybe as they get a foothold there, then yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, so yeah. we'll just kind of it'll be the first year growing pains and uh, go from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's about it for me. How about yourself? Well, um, the Necromunda terrain from the new Ash Wastes box that I had built uh, mm. has now been primed, um, and also a bunch of other just little terrain bits and pieces and things for for other games and stuff that I've been sitting on, not literally, because that would be painful, um, <laughs> but I've been sitting on them over the course of the late winter, early spring, just because very frequently, and I've said this a bunch of times, with terrain, specifically plastic kits, I like to put that primer on there with rattle can it just makes more sense because mm-hmm. uh, it sticks better so um yeah anyway I, I was able to it's it all of a sudden got lovely here like real quick we went from like kind of crappy spring like early spring mm-hmm. to all of a sudden like there was a day where it was like 90 yeah if not more we it was like, when oh. i was out of town that's why yeah it's, it's true um but it did uh yeah so i i've done some of that priming and whatnot on those pieces and then um my next step is going to start doing uh airbrush like base coating and highlighting on those pieces and mm. then start painting from there and i'm hopefully going to make a video about the whole thing but i've got some other projects that are in the way so it won't nice. be super crazy soon but it'll hopefully be soonish mm. uh otherwise i'm working on still working on gloom spike gits on twitch uh, i was painting them last night I've got the actual squigs and the squig handler. They're all basically done except for their bases. Mm. Um, there's two dudes who have little tiny bows and arrows. They're basically done except for their bases. And now there's three goblin-type gits or whatever they're called riding mm. on possibly just big dogs, but they might be wolves. I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm. Um, but those guys I worked on a good portion last night, and they're getting closer and closer towards being done eventually, and that'll be great. So nice. then I'll be done with that. Um and then my next Twitch project after that 
is going to be, I was trying to decide whether I was going to do vampires and skeletons. Mm. For, uh, basically, they're two um, Warhammer Underworlds war bands. So Crimson Court and the Sepulchral Guard that I was going to turn into a single, um, oh, what the heck, Soulblight Gravelord Warcry war band. That okay. a lot of words. Um, I was either going to do that or I was going to work on Space Hulk, my 2009 version of Space Hulk 3rd edition. Uh, on Twitch, and I've decided that Space Hulk is going to come a bit later. So it's going to be the vampires first, um, and the skeletons. So yeah, those are I, I've, I'm in progress on building them, but I'm not done yet. I've also got some other projects that I, I've got to do kind of behind the scenes that need some time on as well. As far as that, my, my table is going to be painting a bunch of stuff tonight, but I can't make a video about it until the end, mm. end of the month. So I got a lot of that going on. And then uh, last weekend, um, I made my first YouTube short. Oh, okay. Um, it's performed iffy. Uh, okay, I don't know. So, what what's like the rules behind the short? Like, so it needs to be shot vertical, well, or at least edited vertical. You could technically just. I just took what I what I did for my short was I took footage from Twitch, mm. which is horizontal, and then I just cropped it. Okay. In the, in the situations that I needed it to be in, and um. And whatnot, and then you know, but it's also the, the other thing too is that uh, maximum of one minute. So okay. that's the thing. So you've got a maximum of a minute, and it needs to be basically instead of sixteen by nine, which is your normal monitor width or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, not width, but um, aspect ratio. Yep. Instead, it's got to be nine by sixteen. Okay. So, or is this like their like response to TikTok? Or? Yeah, because to some degree. So then, when you're the thing is, is that when you're looking at YouTube, like the YouTube app on your mm-hmm. phone, mm-hmm. then you know you'll have like usually an ad at the top, and then there'll be like be some like suggested video, and then there will be a line of shorts that are like that you can scroll side to side through. Okay, and it will be shorts that are just like, hey, these are shorts out there in the world that you might be interested in. Probably not though. It's probably a bunch of whatever. Yeah. Um, but so. exactly. But when you go to your subscriptions tab. Uh, which is a button down at the bottom, at least on iOS, in the YouTube app, then it shows you all the shorts for people you subscribe to. So that mm. stuff's actually stuff you probably give a rat's ass about to some degree. Um, and so that's kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I think at this point it's got, I don't know, not quite 4,000 views. Um, okay. But I don't know. I've, I've been wanting to mess with it, uh, mess with some short-form content. I will be honest, it took me at least a couple hours to edit this video because mm. I did a lot of like fancy closed captioning. Like a lot of times in videos like this, you want to have a bit of a, if you want people to understand what you're trying to say, you want oh, to kind right, of, cause you're not putting and, the and I didn't, I don't have like an automatic push the button, make it do closed captioning for me mm. sort of situation. So I, and plus I wanted to use my fonts and be fancy. And so I don't know, it was kind of a fun little project, but um, I think I would need to streamline if I was going to do it more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also didn't, this is the thing, too. If you upload it from your desktop yep. as opposed to uploading it from the app, then you have this choice where you can flip this little switch that makes it not show up in your normal video stream. Okay. Because then you're not going to be... My concern is is that people who watch my videos, let's say, as an example, mm-hmm. if these shorts kind of show up all the time and you're like on desktop and all of a sudden there's another short but it's vertically shot and stuff, you'd be like, I don't want to like, you know you know, um, choke my normal video stream with yeah, that. So okay. you can flip the switch and then it won't put it in there, but then you can make a 
uh, what are you, a playlist, playlist. and then put that on your channel page. So that's, I don't know, we'll, we'll see how it works. Yeah, because I've got a it. couple that I'm almost thinking about unsubscribing because right. they're doing like daily shorts that I care absolutely nothing about. Yeah, I was watching a channel, a video by a guy who was like, should you make a separate channel just for your shorts or not? And he was the one who's like, if you upload from your from your computer, you can flip the switch. For some reason, if you upload from your phone, you can't, which is kind of dumb. So, um, yeah, so, and that's, but to be fair, I'm probably not going to ever just upload straight from my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm too much of a fancy lad. So, um, anyway, so it was, it was interesting thing. We'll see how it goes. My hope is, is that people stumble across it and then subscribe if they're Mm. not already. Mm -hmm. It's not so much because I don't think that there's any advertising revenue you can get through shorts yet. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to watch an ad for a 25 second video probably, Mm -hmm. but you know. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm messing with it. I'm not doing TikTok. I don't care uh, how many people are, you know, I just, I can't. It's not, I don't know. I'm I'm A, probably too old. B, also, um, I'm nervous about, I'm still, I'm just not, you know, because like Tencent owns it, you know what I mean? And like mm. China and the government is involved and, and so I'm just like, nah, I think I'll stay away. Anyway, I've sold my information to enough people, and I draw the line. Right? Yeah, you got to draw the line somewhere, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So there's my there's my hobby uh, stuff. Nice. Um, and then we talked about getting a new developer soon, mm-hmm. and that'll be good. So that's cool. So gaming. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Well, I mean, we're talking about something a little bit different. We're talking about we like to talk here about. Connecting tabletop gamers. Mm-hmm. And all the awesome stuff that happens. It's it's generally pretty good. But sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not so great. Sometimes, um, like, if well, here's the thing. So if you've been playing tabletop games for some time, which mm-hmm. many of us are. I, we've we've had a, a gander at the uh, demographics on this, um, this particular channel. It's not a lot of, you know, 12-year-olds uh, listening to our podcast. It's generally people who are... A bit on the older side. Yeah, or, we have a nice you know, bell curve. Yeah. We do, we do. It's it's nice, but it's generally peaking somewhere around the 30s, you yep. know. So that's fine. That's nothing wrong with that. Therefore, probably very good chance you've been gaming for a while, and if you have, you've probably come across some bad experiences in tabletop gaming from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that? Do you think? <sighs> I think if you do anything for a significant amount of time, you're gonna there's there's sure. you're, you're gonna hit people that percentages. Yeah, you're just gonna hit people that you're like or or situations where you're like, well, that sucked. I um, think it's the word the important word in that sentence is people. Yeah, and I'm not saying that people are bad. They are, but I'm not saying it. it it's a situation of tabletop games very strongly depend on interactions with other people and other people can sometimes be let's say unpredictable you know what i mean like it's mm. it's uh when yeah it can be like that you know mm-hmm. um and that's a thing when you're like playing a video game specifically if it's a single player video game if it's a multiplayer video game then all bets are off but in single player video games let's say mm-hmm. or if you're reading a book yeah you might read a bad book you might play a bad video game but you wouldn't necessarily have a bad experience if you're playing a good video game or a, reading a good book or something like that. Right. But you can be playing a good tabletop game and still have a bad experience mm-hmm. because of, generally, the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, we're trying not to say that people are bad here. 
Um, that being said, some people are bad. So um, and yeah, and you might end up with And them. we've, uh, over the last few years, have had people reach out like, hey, if this situation happens, what should I do? Sure. So we're just like, hey, this, you know, this might be a good time to kind of just go through a, exactly. a wide variety of times when our gaming experience was not ideal mm-hmm. and kind of say, this is how we handled it. It may have been good. It may have been bad. Yeah. Um, but just, you know. And sometimes it's, with people you know, you know, I mean, right. it's, it's like sometimes it's just like people you've been friends with for a long time. And like I uh, remember hanging out at a, a friend of mine's um, game store mm-hmm. and a person came in and was asking about board games. And they were like, what I'm really looking for is a board game that you can play with at least five to six people. And it's cooperative. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, OK, that's very specific. And he's like, our gaming group can't play adversarial games <laughs> it gets real bad and i'm like oh okay yeah i get you i see what you're going there and your gaming group is five to six people generally he's like yes yes it is i'm like okay yeah no i see what you're saying it's fine <laughs> so um even people you've known for a long time can sometimes be um unpredictable yes so there's that um but if you go to events you know like conventions and um you know big game demos at some place or whatever uh maybe at a store maybe at, also at a convention uh, tournaments, mm-hmm. if you're into kind of tournament more, uh, you know, competitive play, stuff like that, then you'll probably be playing with people that you don't even know. So then that can be even more unpredictability to some degree. So yeah, it, it's, it's something that you kind of have to keep in mind. Um, and then you have to try to be able to figure out how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And there are priorities to some degree in how you deal with it. You know what right. I mean? Right. And, and, thing is depending on where you're at there's a good chance especially if it's like your local game store that you're mm-hmm. going to have interactions with this person again yes that's very true as well you very possibly will um now that doesn't mean you have to play with them again right that's also important too but yeah you don't want to have a situation where you're like oh i like lost it on this one guy now i'm banned from this one store <laughs> right and, exactly and exactly. every time we see each other you know we have to give each other the stink eye and and you know the uh, they 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 dial nine one and right put their finger over the one. You got that's, that's not good. Yeah, I um, I mean this is not one of my examples, but I do remember playing a game of forty k against a guy who I still see at the shop to this day, and I just have never played against him again because and he wasn't even like like he wasn't mean or like he just. The play style, I just was like, everything was was all about just like completely trying to crush your face. And, mm. and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not a competitive player, so that's fine. So I just don't play against him again. That's fine, too. But we've got more than that, definitely. So, um, but yeah, burning bridges, especially at your local game store, can be a bad idea. So you do need to kind of think about how you are going to deal with this and try to be, I don't know, good about it in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example? What's your first example? Yeah, so let's see. First one, it was a at a local convention. Um, it was one of the first years I went. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, how big of a convention was it? This was Fire and Ice, so okay. pretty small, five hundred ish. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, and I signed up for a game I'd heard about. I, I had a friend that really liked it, and was like, "Oh, let's let's play this game." It was mm-hmm. they didn't have they were looking for people still, so signed up for the game. And it was uh, Aquasphere. Um, Aquasphere, I've never heard of yeah, that. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, but yeah, we sat down. It was myself, my friend that really liked it, um, the host, and then a father-son uh, duel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started to explain the rules. 
And I just remember getting like really confused right away, right. like more so than normal. And I looked at my friend, and he just like had the kind of look of like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. And so then he very politely, like after like some, the, the I forget what the host said for something, and he just it was like, well, actually, it, like, and he did do. I'm pretty sure he did do well actually, but he sure. tried to do it did fairly he, did he polite. Push up like, his glasses in the middle. Of the no, but he's like, like I actually the rule works this way, right? And right. like immediately, myself and the uh, father son all kind of looked at him and were like, oh, that makes way more sense. And this happened then two more times. Mm-hmm. To the point where my friend kind of started, he's like, do you want me to kind of explain the rules? Right. He's like, oh, yes, please explain the rules. And that was basically it. The host just kind of like bowed out and like went and found something else to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And my friend kind of ran the game for (sighs) Some people just can't properly describe things sometimes. Yeah. There are people who are very good at teaching other people games. Like they can distill down these are the priority mm-hmm. things. I, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down to play a game and the person seems to be explaining it really well and then you've been playing for 45 minutes and all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, and I forgot to tell you this. And you're like, well, that would have probably, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I've yeah. D- yeah, and I've done that and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. This was like, he was just completely explaining it wrong, yeah, and, which yeah. I don't understand at all. But mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, uh, again, my friend didn't, you know, flip the table and tell him he was an idiot. Well, but, no, that's not the thing. But did kind of take it over and then um, I think he, he came back back later and was like learning and he's like oh yeah i've been playing this wrong type thing <laughs> that's also like, fun when you play when now you're, you're giving a demo and then you discover you've been playing it wrong yeah yeah that, so, that's also troublesome you know it happens but sure yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so you know again it was a tr- handled pretty you know friendly um uh, but yeah it it could have been a like if my friend hadn't known the game it probably would have made me just not like that game and not sure yeah not not play it yeah um i mean there's a lot of ways to handle it that could have been poorly done you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways that you could you know goof that up i um yeah i could see that for sure um how about yourself i would say so i think it was 10 to 15 years ago but as i've been sitting and thinking about it it's very possibly longer you know like it's one of those things when you're like oh the 90s that's like what 10 years ago and you're like no that's like that's like a hundred years ago. Yeah, it's, and it's I was a long time just ago. starting to get into the all the nineties as twenty years ago, and, and then COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, and that like erased two th- years. And now it's thirty years. Yeah, and now yeah, I, I know. I can't do it anymore. So this was let's say ten to fifteen, but probably a touch longer. And I was at a a good sized local convention, not okay. the one we just mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. one in um, oh, what was it called? Rockcon. I think it was Rockcon in okay. um, Northern Illinois. Okay, Rockford, Illinois. Strangely enough, ah. and. Um, that convention is, at the time at least, was unlike most tabletop gaming conventions you go to, it was mostly miniatures. Okay. Like, it was not a miniatures convention. There are some conventions you go to that are just like, that's what we do here is just, you know, miniatures. Right. But it was like 75% miniatures and then like everything else, you know, like RPGs and um, wow. and board games were split that's up amongst odd. the rest. And there was like almost no magic. Because like, see. yeah, you, you'll see that kind of mix add up miniatures. It seems like it's about that. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, it depends. But, but no, this, yeah, was, wow. this was interesting. I think that it was originally for, because it was also a convention that had been around for, at that time, something like 35 years. Okay, so, so they've been doing it like for a long time. It. So it probably started from a miniatures mm. convention or whatever. Anyway, um, so I used to go to that convention from time to time. It was a, It's a three-hour drive or so, and I would mm-hmm. usually stay overnight. And uh, But it was it was a fun time. Um, haven't been in years, though, unfortunately. 
anyway, uh, I don't even know if they still do it. I should probably go look. Mm. I know they changed the name of it for a while. I think they were under new owners, and I don't know what happened. But anyway, uh, one of the reasons you go to these conventions, in my mind, is that to try out games that you either haven't played or mm. you haven't played recently or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a game called Heavy Gear Blitz. Now, okay. I was familiar with Heavy Gear, which mm-hmm. was basically an RPG, but kind of also a miniature game. Okay. It's made by Gale, or not Gale Force 9. Is it kind of like Battletech type thing? Or? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's uh, not Gale Force 9. It's uh, DreamPod 9 is what it's called. Mm. So DreamPod 9, which is a Canadian company, they made this game. And there's an RPG element to it, but there's also like a miniature game kind of element to it. And it is a little bit Battletech-y, except instead of being like really huge, giant kind of robots shooting mm. each other, the robots are, first of all, gas-powered. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. and um, much smaller. And uh, there was a video game. There was a couple of PC games that came out about it years ago and stuff, and it was fun, and I played the PC games, and I I had kind of played the miniature game a little bit with a friend of mine who's really into it, like bought everything they came out with. And then they came out with this new thing called Heavy Gear Blitz, and from what I was reading online, Blitz was supposed to be kind of the more streamlined version. You know, Makes sense. Exactly. So I'm like, I want to try that because that sounds fun. Yeah. The guy who was running the demo was i'm just gonna say it he was a real jerk like he Mm. just like he's explaining things and i he understood it unlike like what you were talking about where that guy was like maybe not completely clear on the rules this guy seemed to understand it but if you had a question it was like he got angry at you ah so he just he was probably doing it to get get into the convention for a free ticket or something he just didn't really want to run it or no i mean like he seemed like i don't know it was like he was like unhappy that people had questions. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yep. He was just like, "Well, why would you like?" No, and you're, why are you not listening to me? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was the strangest thing. Like everybody, it wasn't just me. It wasn't like I'm like oh, this guy is really weird. Like we were all looking at each other, like, "What is this guy's problem?" Like it was really <laughs> obvious and weird. And sometimes that's just a personality flaw mm-hmm. or whatever. And I get that, but it was really troublesome and it was very difficult for us to even really focus on the stuff and then we kind of started playing and everything and he just like basically like if you didn't do the thing that he was thinking you should do like you know you'd be like okay i'm gonna move my guy over here and then turn this way and be like no that that no 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 and you're like um no that's what i that's what i was planning on doing and he's like and he was just really wow not great and that was uh, a problem and um, so what did I do? Um, this is not a thing I would normally suggest, but mm-hmm. I just made an excuse and left the game. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to, you know, I don't remember even what I said anymore, but I made an excuse and I was like gone. The reason you shouldn't do that, probably, mm-hmm. in most situations, I don't feel bad about doing it in this situation as much. Okay. But the reason you usually shouldn't is because in many situations that can kind of wreck the game for everybody else. Right, but everybody else kind of already was, had a record. I was going to say it seems yeah. like everyone else had already hit that point already. Right. So, um, but in general, like like I've seen people in tournaments and stuff like that, small tournaments at game shops and things, and if they don't like win their first one or two, they're they just, just like I'm out, I drop, up, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well that's going to screw up everything else for everybody else, and it mm-hmm. becomes a real pain. And I understand, like you may go, I could spend this time better doing other things, but mm-hmm. I don't know. When I was a kid, when I was like pretty young, like not like. 10 or something like that but like you know late teens i remember going and playing in some tournament at a game shop up in appleton um uh and we like i was playing something and i lost the first couple or something like that rounds Mm -hmm. and then i decided i was going to leave and the guy who was running it was like 
that's kind of not cool if you do that because it will affect these other people and it will mm. be a pain for everybody and all that kind of stuff. And I, that stuck with me and I, I yeah. get it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, in general, like I said, not a great idea in this situation. Uh, I did not feel as bad about it because mm-hmm. you also do have to, there is a point I think where you have to weigh and go, I'm not going to sit here for the next two hours right. with this kind of strangeness. Yeah. You paid to be there. You're paid to enjoy exactly. it. If, yeah. But you know, it, 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 it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that was, that one has stuck with me for a long time and I still have not, I've literally not played, uh, uh heavy gear blitz since. <laughs> and I think it's still for sale out there and doing stuff, but maybe nice. someday I'll find it at another convention and I'll, if the guy has a mustache, I'm not playing it. That's all I can remember. I can't really. He was kind of like was he it, had dark it hair. He had a mustache. The end did and not he curl with it. No, and he d- wasn't wearing like a top hat. He, t- he tied one of the didn't members. Didn't tie of anybody the... to a train track. Okay. No, but he was he was kind of sinister. I'll tell you that for sure. Um, nice. What's another one? What you, what's another one you got? Um, let's see. Oh, this next one was a game I was running. D and D, I believe, uh, but it was a role playing game. And I had the one player who I think was trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but just kept interrupting all the time of like, oh, I'm going to, like, whenever any NPC interactions, mm-hmm. so non-player characters, um, he would say like, oh, well, I'm going to attack them. And I'd be like, really? And he'd, no, 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 I'm just kidding. Okay. Or he'd be like... You know, I was talking, he's like, you're a jerk, you know, type thing, like, uh, to the NPC. Like, right, right. Just really inappropriate comments. And you could tell that nobody else really thought it was funny. And mm-hmm. it, was, it, it was just slowing down the game. So... And where was, the, was this people you knew or was this at a convention? Uh, it was... He was a friend of a friend. Oh. And okay. so... Yeah, after a little while of doing this and kind of politely trying to steer him from doing it, I finally was just told him to roll initiative. And he's like, oh, well, seriously? I'm like, yeah, the NPC heard you said that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, that wasn't in character. I'm like, mm, I'm gonna, I made a ruling that it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I made sure that the that NPC took care of him. Like, mm-hmm. pretty much almost killed his character. I didn't... I stopped short of killing the character, well, you know. But then had the it was actually a store owner. The NPC was so the store owner then banned him for life from the store, and the store actually was brought up multiple times in the campaign. So he always he had to wait outside. Yeah, yeah. During it, so it kind of did they like tie his collar to like uh, his leash to like the thing outside like you do with the dog <laughs> if you're having to go inside yeah, the store, and right? You the the little dog. water dish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, not no. quite that far, but. Yeah, um, he did stop after that of uh, doing it. I, for the most part, he there was other things that happened, but uh, yeah, for that one, it kind of took care of the awkward and kind of jumping everyone out of the game all the time. There's not always one of those people, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like in your D and D campaigns or whatever kind of role playing you might, right? But very frequently, there's some, especially. Do you think there's more of that at conventions where someone's just trying to be a jokester and get everybody to laugh or something like that, but they're actually kind of disrupting everything in the game? I can see that, yeah. We have, like, I've, I've, had, I've had one where the guy was like, um, he pl- had played the same campaign mm-hmm. like the day before. Okay. So he knew all the tricks and stuff? He knew the whole thing, and like the the GM was like, yeah, but you played this already. like, Yeah. And... This character wouldn't know that. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, he kept having me called on metagaming, which 
kind of fixed the, the game, but was ruining it for us. Yeah. And then, yeah, was trying to just make people laugh, and it wasn't going over well. And, and it just became annoying to the point where, like, if I was the DM, I probably would have asked them to leave. Yeah. there. And I think we talked about this early on in the beginning days of the podcast, talking about personalities within gaming mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there are po- folks out there that don't maybe – they aren't as self-aware as they probably should be. And right. They, they, think they don't that, read the room at all. Exactly. Yeah. And then so yeah, that's that is that can be like, troublesome. Like I, you know, I, I'll make the, the, the jokes, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't mind them. And there's times when it's funny. I mean, at some point, like a Monty Python joke is going to yeah. come up oh, in pretty absolutely. much any fantasy game. Right. Right. Um, Run away. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah exactly. It, there's just, but yeah, there's just uh, like you said, uh, there's social cues of when that's mm-hmm. appropriate, when it's not, when. It's just not working, and right. just stop. No, but, I, 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 I agree. So I think, yeah, make, you know, hitting him with the, um, with a, with a big NPC or something like mm-hmm. that. It makes sense. I think it's a good idea. Um, let's see. No, again, we're getting into dates again. This is. I was like, oh, this is like twenty years ago, and I started thinking about it. And I'm like, oh no, this is twenty five, almost thirty years ago. Four hundred years ago. Nineteen. I was there three thousand years ago. Um. 1995-ish, I'm pretty sure. 95 or 96 was the first time that I ever went to Origins. Okay. And I went there with a gaming group that I had been working with at Gen Con, and we were going there to run demos of some games for a company called Iron Crown Enterprises. Mm. And at one point, I was in a game that I was not running. I was just part of it. Okay. Like they were like, hey, we need another person for this. And I had been running something and then I was done running that. And Mm. I was sitting kind of around or whatever. And they're like, hey, let's come in here and play this. But I'm not running this game. Okay. Um, And it was a game. It was a big big space combat game called Silent Death made by Iron Crown Enterprises. Okay. and it is uh, basically everyone's got a fighter instead of it being like capital ships, you know, attacking each other. Like everyone's basically flying a fighter. Okay. And everyone flies one. You don't have usually, you're not usually running multiple like fighters. Anything, everyone's yep. got like one, you know, okay. spaceship. Um, and we were running it. It was, we were, it was being played at Origins. And we were like, normally when you're playing that game, you might play it with like, I don't know, four people, something like okay. that. But um, there is a version that we, that people run at conventions. Mm-hmm. That is called Fly Till You Die. Okay. And the upside to that is that people can come in at any time. You could be playing for mm-hmm. an hour and someone can come in. You just give them a new ship, like a little, like what we call a tier one ship. And you're like, okay, you have to get eight points of damage on some other ship and then fly out over here. And then you'll you get a upgrade. tier two ship. You know? Okay. Yep. My friend Peter has run this at TMX. At oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I thought that's what it sounded exactly, like. Yep, exactly. Exactly. fun. Well, we were not playing Fly Till You Die, Silent okay. Death. We were playing a like scenario Silent Death, and it was a whole mm. thing. So there was okay. a, it was not so much just to like drop in, drop out at any time. So, but we were playing with a lot of people because it was at a convention. Mm. There were like 10 people playing this. Okay. Which means you had to wait for nine other people to take their turn until it was your turn again. Mm. And unless you were getting shot at, you had literally nothing else to do. And it was one of those things because, again, it was at a convention. A lot of people were learning, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I had been, like, running stuff all day and doing all that, and I was tired. But they were like, oh, we need another one for this mission because this particular scenario required, I think, 10 players. Got it. We didn't think it was going to be a problem at the, at the convention, but at that particular time, it just had a hard time. Yep. So um, I'm kind of a ringer or whatever, and the, the, the amount of time that was taking like to get through turns, like the, the, the downtime was 20-plus minutes per. Oh, wow. You know that's, what I mean? And you're just like, time. oh, yeah. 
and uh, but you can't go anywhere and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. this is '95, so it's not like you can just sit there and like you know, browse your phone, browse your phone, or doom scroll on Twitter or whatever that kind of thing. And so it was just like I remember having a very specific thought still to this day. I'm like, this would go a lot faster if it was on a computer. <laughs> I mean, like you know that just like if this was a video game, this would be a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those days when I was just kind of like, huh. There are certain aspects of tabletop gaming that are better done as video games, and then there's other ones that are the opposite way around, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just it. I was I was having thoughts about like, geez, I, this is why am I here? Um, <laughs> so I, what I've did made bad choices? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what did I do? I stuck it out honestly uh, because okay. I didn't want to wreck the game. Kind of like I mentioned before, mm. like when I was trying to leave that tournament, because then I was you know in my early or late teens or whatever mm-hmm. um i didn't want to wreck the game for everybody else and so what i did instead was luckily i did not have a cell phone on me but i did have a tiny notebook and okay. so i was writing some notes on an idea i had actually for a game at that time because we had already designed our first game me and my friend peter and so we were kind of like working on some stuff so i at least had something to do you know mm. in between the 20 plus minutes and in between turns you know for me and um yeah but i, I think it's important to still try to not like, I didn't get real dramatic or anything like that. I was just like, oh, I'm doing my thing here. I'm paying attention. And if someone's like, hey, I'm shooting at you and you have to like maybe take an armor save or something like right, that, right. okay, I'll do that. But in general, I was kind of on the weird end of the board. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I, again, like I said, I think it's important to sometimes just, and nowadays, you know, I could totally be doing stuff on my phone. Now, if you're right. doing it to the point where you're not paying attention, that's also a downside. But yeah, that can get uh, annoying. But, yeah, exactly. for exactly. that kind of thing, if with that amount of time, I... I would expect it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not too bad. I've even seen, you know, I've even been in games where some friends have like a little like side game where they're playing. Oh yeah, and stuff too. Yeah, which... no, I mean like that's the first game that. Um, uh, no, no, I take that back. It was the second game that my friend Peter and I designed, which was called Zombie Rally. That mm-hmm. was like we would sell that to people and tell them, "This is a quick game that you can play." Like, you know, you're there with your D and D group, and Bob's gotta go pick up his sister, and then he'll be yeah. right back in like half an hour, which means forty five minutes. And so you right, could, right, right. you could play this game four times in that amount of time, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And um, so yeah, that that's it's. I think it's a good idea, especially if you know the people or whatever, to have some of that extra stuff on the side too, yep. if potential. But also, if you don't nowadays, you got a cell phone. I don't know. You can play Bejeweled. Does anyone play Bejeweled anymore? I don't know. Did I turn myself into a boomer? Whatever. Um, <laughs> So what's another one you've got? What else do you got? All right. So this one, um, I'm the bad guy. Oh, okay. So um, I was playing an X-Wing tournament. I believe it was my second or third X-Wing tournament. Um, and had actually been doing pretty well during the whole day. Like, mm-hmm. was feeling pretty good. Um, got to my last matchup. Um, this is in the early-ish days of X-Wing. Early-ish too. days. Yeah, this yep. is before 2.0 and that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I uh, got in my last matchup and... We were playing, and a few other people had finished early, and somebody, I, th- I think it was a f- another friend, was was looking over my list mm-hmm. of cards and everything else. And cause, so I'm almost basically done until I think you get into like the, the final matchups, rounds and stuff. And he's like, you realize you have an illegal list, right? Oh, that's not And good. I'm like, well, what? No. He's like, yeah, you have 101 points. Ugh. It's supposed to be 100. Uh-huh. I'm like, I, th- I think that was my Something like that. Yeah, I was yeah, one yeah. point over. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, and I like did stuff, and I had marked down one of the one of the cards as being like two points, and it was actually three points or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was technically an illegal thing. Nobody else had seen it and caught it. 
I definitely didn't do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. So, but I was, I was, you know, technically at that point I could be just thrown out of the tournament. Yeah, and throw you in the river. Yeah. That's it. So, and that's what happened. No. <laughs> okay. No. Um, so at that point, you know, I'm feeling totally bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we finish up the, the game I, I was in. Talk to the person running the tournament, like, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it kind of was just like everybody kind of heard about it, and but it sounded like for the most part, everybody was just kind of like, well, he didn't do it intentionally. And yeah. they were actually fairly relaxed about it, which was kind of surprising, but yeah, yeah. it was really nice. Because um, I offered him, my, you know, I can forfeit my games, I can sure, forfeit yeah, yeah. points, whatever. Um but they were like, no, no, that's fine. I don't think it would have made much of a difference. Um, I mean, that's the thing about those types of games, like one point in a 100-point game. Right. You're like, ah, that's, yeah. No, I, I know how that goes. Yeah. So, but, you know, I was trying, yeah. So um, I did uh, a couple of people that I had beaten, I, you know, because I did place as like third or something. Mm-hmm. And I got some extra, like, prizes. And then I think everyone got, you know, so many promos at the time. Sure. Cause they, yeah. were given, they were given a lot, lots of promos. So, you know, I let some people that I played against kind of pick some stuff out of them and let them have first choice and mm-hmm. stuff like that so oh, that's nice but yeah so everyone was actually pretty good about it but um yeah I mean, they obviously could have just been like oh you forfeit and you get nothing and don't ever come back to our tournaments again but they didn't so i was very thankful for that and i i, I get to punch you in the arm real hard yeah. i'm like no flinching everybody's lining up oh yeah spanking <laughs> machine um yeah i uh i used to play a game against a guy he was a guy in the group we would be playing with. We mm-hmm. would play on like weekly at the local shop, and it was um, Star Wars miniatures. Yeah, it was like the pre-painted miniatures okay, yep. that uh, Wiz Kids used to do. Not Wiz Kids, Wiz, uh, War, uh, Wizards of the Coast. Mm. Yeah, yeah, those guys had the the license, and they were doing pre-painted Star Wars um, people. They also had a pre-painted D and D skirmish game too, which was cool. Anyway. Um, this is in the day of flip phones, and so we would. I would sit across, and I'm bad at math, but I'd be sitting across from this guy, and I would pull up my flip phone like I was trying to text somebody, but I was actually using a calculator on my flip phone to add up all their cards because you could see the point values on all the cards and stuff like that for their squad. And I think it was, I don't know if it was 200 points. It was 100 or 200 points. I think it was 200 points is what the normal list was supposed to be. And this guy would be 30, 40 points over on the regular all the time. Oh, jeez. Like yeah. a, a one point over on a 100-point list, that's probably not going to have a huge effect, but 20 to 30 points more on a 200-point yeah, list, that's going to probably give you a, a, a... And he did it constantly. And if you said, hey, I think you got more points than you're supposed to, then it was always an excuse of like, oh, yeah, no, I was... Oh, I forgot to take this guy out of there. This guy shouldn't be in there because this was... I was like building this list and then I changed... It was always an excuse, mm. but he did it all, all the, the time. time. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, that's... um. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I think what you did was the right thing, though. I mean, you 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 let off this story by saying you were the bad guy, but I think you were the good guy in that mm. situation. So mm. there you go. I mean, you know, the initial thing you did was very bad, and you should feel bad. I but should but feel you, bad. you you know that, that the you know you fessed up to it. I mean, math. Come on, that's a lot of that's. No one ever gets math wrong. Lord knows. Right. Um, well, well, I think I even got it wrong. I just wrote down the wrong well, amount. See, there you go. Uh, let's see my. Uh, other, my last um, kind of big uh, gaming bad experience to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, a shop opened up in town. Okay. This was oof, 10 years ago. Okay. Maybe more. Yeah, something like that. 
and um, to have like a big, almost like a yeah, it was about ten years. That I went, that I went, I'm actually right on because I know they built their gaming tables based off of a design that I had found online, and I know we bought the house twelve years ago, and so. It, but anyway, I, I'm about right there. Anyway, long story short is uh, they opened up their shop and they decided to have an apocalypse game, like a really big apocalypse game, mm-hmm. on one Saturday. Uh, for 40k, Warhammer 40,000. Apocalypse is when you are like, I've been collecting Warhammer 40,000 for a really long time, but I can only generally run about 2,000 points in an army. What if I brought everything? And that's kind of <laughs> what it is. Well, and then the question becomes, well, what if we all brought everything? So we had, it was the weirdest thing. So they had these tables that were four by six, and we stacked a okay. bunch of them like right. a long way. So okay. they were like long end or like they were basically the short end to short end. So it was, it was a, the, t- it was the table four was four feet across, but it was like 24. Eh, it was either 18 or 24. It was okay. either three or four tables across or long, I mean. And then it was just like, like you would, you know, in a giant sci-fi battle, we, everyone just lined up across from each other and then attacked each other. I'm like, that's not even, that's not how that, whatever. So we did that. Mm-hmm. But there were like seriously like 16 people playing. And everybody had brought like as many models as they could. Mm-hmm. I only brought about 2,000 points of models because at that time, that's literally all I had. But there was people who brought four or five, 6,000 points for it. I mean, we, we kind of did the sort of back of the napkin math. And that entire table was probably about... Around 100,000 points. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah, it was humongous. It was way too big. Way yeah, too yeah, big. Yeah. Dude rolled up with a, uh, like a, a Warlord Titan. Oh. But it was made out of paper. Mm. He had found instructions online at like PDFs that you could print out and then <laughs> fold it. And then you would make a folded like papercraft Titan that was the right size in the whole deal. But it was just white copier paper. He didn't yeah. even like use colored cardstock no. or anything. It was just, it looked like a ghost, a giant ghost. It was real weird. Anyway, um, and it was real fragile too. Like I think he, on the way home, it like he took a turn and then it just sort of got squished in the back of the car. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, the biggest issue to that whole thing uh, at that game company, at that game store. Yeah. Uh, and the reason. Uh, it, when you have 16 players, eight per side, and you're all like, okay, we're trying to get through this as quickly as possible, it's and there are just so many models on the table, it is just everybody just starts to get exponentially louder and louder and mm-hmm. louder. I'm trying to get your attention because my guys are shooting at you, but this guy over here is trying to shoot at me, and so I'm trying to, and we're just all shouting at each other across the table, and that goes on for 10 or 12 hours. It was the, like, we got maybe three turns done in literally half of a day. Wow. And it was just like I had a headache for the last half of it. It was just, it was way too much. It was way too loud. Everybody got a little bit overstimulated. Mm-hmm. I, it was not to my liking. And, um, you know, I mean, it was something to see, but we could have just set all that stuff up and looked at it, taken a bunch of pictures, and been like, okay, cool, let's go to lunch. And then later on, we'll come back and pick up our stuff and go home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, to sit and try to actually play the game. And there are people out there who love the big apocalypse games. As it turns out, I am not one of them, and I'm okay with not being one of them. It's mm-hmm. fine. But uh, what I did, uh, I, I basically, I did not, I tried to get through it, which was, you know, kind of hard. 
Um, and what I really did to try to, rather than just be like, I'm gonna pick up my stuff and go because I've got a bad headache, yeah. I just decided to play very, very aggressively. <laughs> okay, like with kamikaze. The, you, oh, well, to some degree. Just like, I'm gonna go in and I'm just gonna attack. I'm gonna just, everything I'm gonna just go up against with the idea that hopefully my forces would be wiped out very quickly, which mm. for the most part worked. There was a couple little things here and there where all of a sudden I'm like, well, that went in my favor more than I thought, and I kind of didn't want it to. But for the most part, I did eventually lose most of my forces, and then I was able to pack up and did not go for the entire... Because those guys went longer than I did. Like I said, I was there for 12 hours. Those guys were there till, I don't know, 2 in the morning or something dumb like that. I'm just like, is this that fun? Okay, cool. I'm glad you guys are having fun. I'm going to go, because my guys are all dead. (laughs) The other thing that drove me nuts, too, is I had a brand new, just finished, painted um, Typhus. Okay. Who's a, like the he's not the leader of the Mortarians like the Primarch for the um Death Guard, but okay. Typhus was um kind of a boss, but not a not a full Primarch. Mm-hmm. And I had just gotten done painting him and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so I was actually at the beginning I was kind of excited about getting him on the table. He got like Laz Cannon off the table beginning a turn one. Oh. Never did a thing, never even swung his little tiny um uh, whatever scythe or whatever and i was like oh man oh, so that yeah, was not a bad that was a bad a moment right yeah, there yeah. yeah off the top so anyway yeah so i just basically like i said i played as aggressively as i could to hopefully get through it and just tried to grit my teeth and um and then um what i followed up with was never playing a big apocalypse again mm. again and now these days i don't even like regular army guide size games i want to play generally with smaller skirmish stuff so the the, you have to take things into consideration when you're having a bad time in a tabletop game. And it very frequently, I think that like, if I'm trying to be a good person, which I'm generally trying to do, mm-hmm. you need to take the, the feelings and stuff of other people into consideration a little bit first. Yeah. Like if they're being jerks, like that guy, the, the my first guy with the, uh, then I'm I don't feel as bad about being like, no, dog, I'm gonna go. I, I gotta, right, right, right. you know what I mean. But if it's a situation where you're just having a bad time or you're not winning or whatever the deal is, if you just leave the game, that it really kind of negatively affects everybody else. Now, if this is a really really long game, well, mm-hmm. then you just have it have to make a decision there as far as priority is concerned. But, um. You know, if you think a little bit about other people, hopefully that that'll help. And then if it just is not going to work out, then it's probably better for you at that point, especially if things are going really poorly. Like if someone's being really like combative or aggressive or just really dismissive or whatever the deal is, and it's just ruining for everybody, then I could see being like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to go. But um, you're probably not the only one feeling like that if it's a group thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it about bad experiences and uh, in tabletop gaming and how we at least have dealt with them. If mm-hmm. you've got a bad experience and that you would like to mention, uh, you could either, you know, you, you could, if you're watching this on YouTube or maybe you're listening to it and you want to go over to YouTube, you should, you know, you could subscribe to us on YouTube. That'd be cool. We, we'd appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Um, and that, but yeah, let us know in comments there or shoot us an email or something like that. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Game 4 Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you are listening via our, your, not our, your favorite podcast player, uh, or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at imgame4.com. You can also keep up to date with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our website at www.iamgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforcom Thanks. Thanks.